Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire Northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. All right, hello, and welcome to another edition of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just in Louisiana, but the Gulf Coast. I am Coach Alan DeRitter. I'm the head soccer coach at De La Salle High School for the boys, and also the director coaching at Soccer Innovations of America and Plantation Athletic Club, and I sleep sometimes. We always start off our show with a prayer, and uh, so we begin in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Dear God, I thank you for uh, Andrew, our producer, and for all this... Uh, Opportunity to get the show back up and running at a more effective level than I could have ever dreamed. I pray that we continue to grow to keep soccer um, on the forefront uh, and cover the stories that the media just will not cover. Help us be able to stay strong and help us to stay unified. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, as you know, soccer is a year-round sport. I mean, really, the general media is only interested in the playoffs and some other, you know, any. If there's a really big game to make the playoffs. But uh, when it comes to all of us listening, soccer is in full swing right now. I know it is for me. And uh, trying to make sure that my kids are ready for the season. And uh, they're in full swing conditioning to make sure that they're ready for the season. So um, we're really, really thankful uh, for this show, and I'm really thankful for my producer, Andrew, who's put a lot of work into it to make it first class. Well, today we're going to introduce Doug Hamilton uh, to you and interview him. Um, he's the president of the Louisiana High School Soccer Coaches Association. He's a former head coach of Vanderbilt High, and he's athletic director or associate athletic director of Vanderbilt High. He's a longtime member of the LHSSCA and he's on the LHSAA executive board. So you're basically getting this information from the horse's mouth. Uh, we're going to ask him questions like, um, what about the loophole for the directors of coaching that presently exists when it comes to the six-player role? What is the logic behind the current power rankings? Uh, will there be a bye this season, or will we have 32 teams playing in the playoffs? And uh, will there be an executive? exemption uh, or adjustments to tournament play for power rankings. I'm personally against what is implemented now, but I don't have the right to protest because I don't have an answer for the problem as of yet. I'm working on it. I hate seeing programs that are on the cusp of being great, afraid of scheduling other powerhouse teams in fear of lowering their power ranking. You know, to me, in my philosophy anyway, you get better by playing better. The, the kids get to see what is out there uh, and what they're aiming for. That's why I bring teams to Europe. And uh, it's a lot of hassle bringing teams to Europe. I mean, I could do a couple shows on that. But after my last group went to Spain, they got to see, okay, this is what the real deal looks like. And then they get to talk to these kids at lunch and find out what it takes to get to that level. So playing better competition is my advice to any of you coaches who are listening and players uh, if you want to get your program at a championship level. Stay tuned, and we'll have Doug Hamilton's answer for all these questions. Well, this is still media, and we have to pay the bills, so we have to have commercials. If you're interested in advertising, contact us. Rates are surprisingly affordable, and we'll reach the entire Louisiana soccer community directly. We'll see you after the break. 
It's no ordinary sports show. Candid conversation. We've got it all. Must have guests. Significant Louisiana sports figures. Serious knowledge. Post-game breakdowns, trivia, historical flashbacks, and my editorials. That'll make even the most diehard sports fans go wow. From the one guy who's always in the zone. It's what happens when you've been around Louisiana sports this long. The WGNO Sports Zone, Wednesdays at 1015. All right, we're here with the president of the Louisiana High School Soccer Coaches Association, Doug Hamilton. Doug, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Alan. Nice to speak to you guys. Yeah, okay, great. I appreciate you taking your time out of your day. Uh, and I think, uh, like I, like we said earlier, you know, the written word is one thing, people getting emails, but uh, the, the spoken word kind of put some flesh to everything that we're doing. And I think the new coaches especially will, will um, benefit from hearing you talking about what we have to do with LHSAA soccer. So um, you just got finished with the executive board meeting. And uh, what are the main changes most of the coaches need to know about for this year? So this year in the um, – first of all, again, thanks for having me on. I always love talking uh, Louisiana high school uh, soccer. Um, uh Couple, but it's been about uh, you know right at the end of the school year we had a soccer advisory committee with the LHSAA uh, and um, uh, it was in, it was attended by about thirty soccer coaches from Louisiana all across um, north south east and west uh, high school coaches uh, some who were club coaches but uh, mostly the the focus was on high school and how to make. Uh, section 18 of our handbook uh, uh, better. A couple of uh, ideas came out of that uh, that meeting, and we can talk a little bit about each one separately. But I guess the big one is um, to get the the bracketing of our playoffs uh, uh, more consistent. Uh, and and um, you, as you your viewers may know, we have uh, 24 team brackets and. Uh, each of the top eight seeds have buys currently. Uh, there's some talk about uh, going back to the 32-team bracket um, and having no buys. Uh, you know, the, the Coaches Association has heard it from, from both sides of the argument. Some who would like to see um, uh, fewer teams, uh, excuse me, uh, more teams and, and fewer buys or no buys. And... Um, that that seems to be a big deal. Another uh, issue that came up was the power rankings, um, a, a tweak to the power ranking. Currently, we have a situation where it is possible that a team that would lose a game could get more power points than a team that would win that that contest, depending upon the number of wins and losses and and those sorts of things. And a third thing that uh, was um, brought up. Uh, and again, these are these are all ideas that that we're working on. Uh, a third idea is the idea of having an evaluation period for soccer, um, uh, which some of the other LHSAA sports have. So those are three of the big big topics that we we discussed in our advisory. Okay, and here I go. Number one, I can't stand PowerPoints. 
personally. Uh, I understand how it makes them more, you know, you remember the days where you'd have two, two of the best teams playing in the first round sometimes. Uh, it's kind of eliminating that, which is good. But, but uh, uh, the whole idea that a team won't play you because either they're not going to get enough power points or you're not going to, you know, or, or they're going to lose too much but if they lose to you. Uh, it's changed people's scheduling. Mike Hortner talked about it last – we talked about him last week, and, and he made sure that he just kept scheduling hard games. But a lot of people aren't willing to do that. What's your spin on that? Well, you know, uh, I, have, I have to wear two hats, as you know. One is the president of the Coaches Association, and one is a coach. So um, I uh, – you know, you and I have talked several times, and, you know, you, 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 you and I go way back uh, to the old days before <laughs> we even had – you know, uh, we were all geography on, on playoffs. So to your point, the um, power rankings um, – they're not going to go away, and and I've I've come to that realization. You know, I, I uh, have been through the old days when the LHSA used to bracket the playoffs, and then we got coaches rankings, which quite quite honestly, I really like the coaches rankings. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think I think we got we got that right most of the time. However, in the era of technology, and and you know. Uh, in the era of the culture of sports in America, you know, the computers and the formulas, uh, you know, people seem to have confidence in that, in that, uh, methodology. So, um, I guess my answer in part is it, it, it doesn't seem like it, it matters what we individuals think, because this seems to be what the, the sports culture thinks. So having said that, I, I do think there are a couple of, um, ways that we can tweak it. Uh, there's no doubt to your comment that uh, coaches are beginning to learn or some coaches know already how to schedule, uh, who to schedule. Uh, one point to, to, to you, I, I have not heard a lot of feedback about people not being able to schedule games. I, I have heard feedback to the to the degree that some schools have not been able to schedule games against the opponents they would like. And, uh, and then um, for, for some of the, um, I'll just say the, some of the elite teams in Louisiana are traveling out of state. And of course those games don't count in the power rankings. So then, then it, it seems to give um, a false sense of where some teams are in, in the actual power rankings. So uh, I think, uh, to wrap that part up, I, I think the best we can do as a as a sport is to try to continuously look at the power ranking, the formula in particular. And I, I do like the new. Uh, I say new. Um, baseball has a power ranking uh, formula that says you you can't get fewer points than the the team you just beat. I think basketball may try to adopt the same thing, and I think it, it is appropriate for, for soccer as well. It just doesn't make any logical sense. If if I'll play your team and, and I uh, I beat you, but but uh, you get more power points than, than I do, that, that doesn't make the logical sense. So I, I think that we're looking at the language and we want to make sure it's, it's going to be clear. Um, it, I, I will say this might be important to know. Any changes we make, um, and this comes straight from the LHSA. Any changes that we as soccer uh, people would make 
would not go into effect for the 18-19 soccer season because they, they passed a rule that said that any adjustments to the computer ranking system cannot go into effect immediately. So that, that might be some good information for people who follow this story to know. Right. You know, you and I, we, we've, like you said, we go way back and we've done tournaments. And I think that this power ranking situation has destroyed tournaments. Um, uh, people are shying away from going on tournaments and playing more games than they normally play. And, and I've always found that struggle let to me, win a championship me. really made a team gel together. Go ahead. Right. Well, let, let me, let me, uh, cause you just jogged my memory, uh, about the tournament. There was also some discussion at the advisory about what constitutes a full game. And as you know, in high school, a full game is normally a two forty minute half. Right. And in tournament play, uh, there are at least, uh, you know, two or three different, um, uh, tournaments that, or excuse me, uh, ways of doing it, whether it's 25 minute halves, whether it's 30 minutes, you know, stop time or 30 minutes running time. So that, so that was a big, you know, point of discussion. You know, what is the minimum, uh, that we should, uh, time a game for it to count the power rankings? And, you know, generally speaking, we know that tournaments are at least 30 minute halves. However, you and I both know that the, the extra 20 minutes, uh, it can be a huge deciding factor. So, yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the most other sports and, and not that we have to be like every other sport. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, soccer has gotten some real kudos from the LHSAA. Um, being one of two sports that are not split along select and non-select uh, lines. The, Amen. The, the seamless transition that we have between our championship games and all-star games, we, we in some ways, we've, we've been a model to other sports. Um, but on this particular issue of power rankings, I mean, I, I do see, uh, I hate to sound political, but I do see several different points of view about how long games are and 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 whether tournament games should count. So. That's something that we we have to constantly work on. Yeah, well, we played in the showcase uh, last year, and we quote-unquote won our bracket. And the way it worked was that we just played our three or four games, and they went a point structure. So because all the coaches were whining and complaining that they didn't want to risk their power rankings by playing a championship to get a champion for the whole tournament. And I just felt like my kids were happy and everything, but they didn't realize – the, the joy that we used to have when we had the Sacred Heart Cup that you and I used to host and uh, the, in Louisiana Showcase, uh, you, you got to play five games in 24 hours and your bench has got to be able to contribute. And when your bench contributes, then the team comes together like and coalesces. I just didn't have that experience this year. And, and we won. Yes. You know? You know, and, and what, what a great point. But I, I would tell you that tournament directors have gotten some feedback in part because of power ranking and also um, um, many schools don't have the same bench and especially the early season tournaments where you know several of the cross country or football or swimming kids are still you know in their postseason and you know we have all these early season tournaments and in the era of power rankings alan i mean you you know that coaches don't want to risk losing games early in the season without their players. And that's, that's just a reality of, um, of, of power rankings. I mean, 
I, I can't blame coaches for trying to put their teams in the in the best possible position at the end of the season. But you know, coaches have different philosophy. I think our philosophy has has been, um, hey, we'd rather be prepared than ranked. But not all not all coaches and schools feel that way, and and that's that's okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, what about so, those teams that only play like? 15 games or okay or maybe so, less let's say five games so so there there is another uh, point of discussion at the advisory because the if we go back uh what, what has it been four four or five years with the power rankings yeah if you go back and and talk to the original authors of, of power rankings over at st louis uh with jason he he goes back and when when all of that was written um, the intention was we, like other sports, had to have a minimum number of games in order for teams to both qualify and be ranked. So that has been a, a little point of confusion over the last couple of years. Right now, it, it, the, the rule currently states that, that you know, teams that play the 15 games shall be ranked ahead of any team that um, did, did not play the 15 games. And that's been a point of confusion because like you just mentioned, what happens if you only play five games, but your power rankings are high. Of course, I, I'm, I'm not going to, I don't know all the numerical scenarios to, to, to look at that analogy, but um, we discussed at the advisory meeting, whether or not a team should have to play 15 games in order to qualify. And let me be clear to you and your audience, there is not a current rule that says if you don't play 15 games, you don't even qualify. It just works out that way, uh, given the current interpretation. So we've we've asked around with LHSA and and many discussions with Fallon Buckner, our soccer representative on the uh, uh, the, the assistant um, uh, commissioner for soccer uh, about whether or not we needed to clarify that rule. And just kind of in the discussion points, it. It doesn't seem to necessarily need any further clarification. But to answer your question, you know, it's if, if you don't play the 15-game minimum, it will be difficult to to qualify or make the bracket. And if you do make the bracket, you're, you'll be at the very bottom of the bracket. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a dumb strategy, but I, I just hate to see it, uh, like, knock out a team, you know, that that deserves to be in the playoffs. You know, I've seen it happen yeah, a couple of times. That, it, that that does, and and there there have been errors in both calculation, which uh, I feel pretty confident that the LHSA has has fixed in the last year or two. But uh, there has also um, in the past been errors interp- of in, interpretation as well. Um, so that that was the. The, the catalyst for why we had this discussion at our advisory meeting. Right. Well, I think you could talk about power rankings for days and days and days, and there's always going to be some argument against it. I will, it it's ironic right. that Jason is the author of the whole thing because that's really, you know, it's affected him negatively in running his tournament. He still gets the right. teams, but at the same token, all the – he knows that I don't really care. I want to play the best teams, you know. Correct. But but, uh, right. but a lot of guys they, they they don't. They want to play teams that they can beat, and uh, so he's got a guess through a crystal ball. Well, and um, you know, and it, it, tournament directors have figured out, 
and and coaches have figured out when they choose to go tournament directors are have have to do a lot more creative scheduling now uh because you know they don't want to play teams in the district they don't want to play the team that they're likely to see in the playoff uh and and then yes power rankings is is influencing not just our sport but but all sports and and there's such there's such and and, and look you you're a media guy uh, everybody likes to be uh, ranked in the power rankings. Hey, we're we're you know we're yeah. the number eleven team in the state, yeah. and and it makes for good conversation and 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 pride. Uh, you know, schools use it, uh, you know, as a matter of pride being ranked in the state. And so, you know, for it, it, it I hate to just you know completely go into it, but I, I don't I don't see us undoing power rankings anytime soon. No, and I, I don't think you know. I'm even no. advocating for that. I just I right. wish that there was some way that tournaments could go back to a format where we can have a championship game. And I don't have well, the answer to the problem. Yeah, that 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 does make a lot of sense. You know, because there are there's an LHSA rule that says a champion must be named, but many of the tournaments are choosing to name champions based off of the point system. Right. And listen, there could come a day. Um, as you know, uh, and this is a small, um, a small uh, tweak to how you would schedule uh, in soccer. You right now can choose uh, eighteen regular season games and three tournaments, or you can choose, uh, excuse me, eighteen games and four tournaments, or nineteen games and three tournaments. You so there's a little bit of flexibility there if if you want to play a, a regular season game, which would, of course, be an 80-minute game as opposed to a 60-minute game. So coaches do have a little bit of flexibility. I know it's not a lot, but uh, some people may not know about th- that little rule uh, in, in soccer. Okay. So well, we, we, we try to get as much information out as we can so that coaches can make the best you know, possible decisions for their individual teams. Okay. Okay. Um, before we run out of time, I got a couple more questions for you. Number sure. one, I want to know what you think about the thirty-two team bracket in the buys. I, I don't know how you felt, but I, I don't like having a buy, and I don't think most coaches do. Uh, like taking that almost some, for some teams a two-week break and gets you out of your rhythm. Uh, and uh, what do you think about that? Okay, so I've I've uh, I've. I'll be honest, I've kind of gone back and forth with this idea over the course of my 27 years of coaching. Um, uh, so it, I used to like the buy because, you know, at the end of the season, if you're making up uh, rain games, you're playing too many games at the end, I used to like the rest. But then, um, you know, uh, I've, I've coached games where you lose a little bit of rhythm, and then you're right, um, you know, I, I think um, – I think I am more inclined now to support the concept of uh, no buys in in our sport, and whether or not it it adds more teams to the playoffs, which I think most schools like because they either get the playoff experience or they we get the economics of hosting another game. Um, uh, so so I'm I feel pretty confident that the uh, having a bracket with no buys is is by and large, the, the best thing for our sport. Now, uh, the, the counter to that um, in general, this is a general statement about Louisiana High School Athletics. 
I, I do think um, across the board in all of our sports, we may have too many champions. Uh, I know that seems a little bit weird, but uh, we're such a small state, and in some sports, we're having nine, twelve, fourteen champions. It's ridiculous. And, uh, so, so that 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 seems to feed into the narrative of you know everybody getting a trophy. However, in in our sport, uh, we are very consistent with um, with uh, volleyball and baseball and and several sports that we have uh, a few shared uh, ideas with. Um, that it, it, it makes sense given the total number of teams playing soccer, um, you know, in, in consistency with other sports, 32 teams does make sense uh, without having the buys. So there's my, 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 my answer. All right. And one issue that we, we've got to make sure is clear, I don't understand – I've been in it for 36 years. Okay, you youngster. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I, I notice in the fall over and over again, uh, I live on the West Bank in New Orleans, and but I get to travel all throughout the metro area with coaching club ball, is that coaches do not understand the six-player rule. I don't see what's hard to understand about it. But I've been hearing a lot of complaints that directors of coaching can really get their hands on all of their players. Could you make some clarification on on really what is legal and what is ethically right? All right. So, uh, and and I'm going to throw one more rule that is a little confusing out there that uh, people may not know about. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, the LHSA passed a general rule that said that um, uh, any any sport can train individually four players at a time. So uh, with with balls, bats, you can do individual skills and drills, uh, but four at a time out of season. Um, so that adds to the confusion. Why four then and then why only six in, in soccer? Yeah, I never um, heard that before. So, yeah, it's it's under the general uh, – the general um, – I think it's under, I, I, I can't quote the, the uh, article of the LHSA constitution, okay. but <laughs> you, you can, you can, you can definitely do skills and drills with up to four players. Um, so uh, the, the rule is pretty clear that you can coach six or fewer uh, from your school. Doesn't matter. You can't coach six boys. Uh, on one club team and six girls on one team, it's from your school. And and so I would just caution uh, every soccer coach, every school out there that um, if, if a, a, a club coach is coaching more than six players from a school, um, and again, I would clarify even further, because at the younger age group, like seventh, eighth graders, I, I don't know, um, how each school out there is classified. And so a seventh or an eighth grader who would not be submitted to the LHSAA as a varsity or sub-varsity player, uh, I, I don't believe counts in that number. However, I, I know that... Well, that's news to me. Players. Okay. So, I, I, I thought it was six, uh, period. It, 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 uh, it, it is six, period, from your school. But I, I, I want to be clear so I don't get any misinformation out there. I don't know whether some schools are, when they're classified K through 12, and I think there are some new rules passed that you can't play varsity sports 
below, I think, sixth or seventh grade. And again, don't don't quote me on that. We'll look it up in the handbook. Okay. So, uh, okay. Uh, the 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 rule does it is in place in part for the undue influence. Uh, I do know that that's part of the reason why the rule exists so that you can't get your whole team. It's a competitive reason, and it's also an undue influence reason. So I would just caution everyone out there, uh, get with your athletic directors, uh, get with your principals, make sure when your name is on both a club roster and a, and a high school roster that you're you're not going to be in violation of any of the LHSAA rules because uh, that would be a violation. And um, and and so that that's my best advice, you know, I would also clarify that I'm even though I sit on the Louisiana High School Coaches Association Executive Board, I'm not on the LHSAA Executive Board. So, uh, you know, that's just my little disclaimer. We we give advice, but we don't give uh, approval or authority to anything. So, okay. Um, well, I'm a director of coaching, and so uh-huh. from what I understand about the rules, I could walk around my park and coach all my De La Salle kids, but I just felt like that's unethical if the average club coach could only coach six. So I'm kind of a fanatic. My coaches will tell you that I only coach yep. six, period. And I, I don't well, even you un- influence you understand the other the ones. Influence, you understand the influence implications right. and, and the competitive you, – you, you do. And, and so um, – I'll be honest with you. When this first, when this rule first came out, um, you know, I, I was I was the president back then and was in uh, many conversations with the previous uh, executive director of the LHSA himself, and and talking about how this was going to influence, you know, the, the in the bigger soccer metropolitan areas, you know, you have a much bigger coaching pool, but in the smaller areas, you you may only have one or two people who who you know. Uh, know how to coach soccer, and of course the high schools are going to go seek out the, the the same same people. And I said, so we, we, I I understand that it would be inappropriate, uh, unethical um, to um, unduly influences uh, a school. Excuse me, a student to go to one school over another. I, I do understand that, but um, um, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it, it was an adaptation from an old rule about you couldn't coach the majority of your team, so the LHSAA spelled it out. Um, you know, that's why they put those particular numbers. And what's really conflicting, and here's one for you to scratch your head on, in the sport of basketball, in the sport of basketball, you can, you can only coach three based on this same rule, but at that, that four person rule, they can coach skills and drills, so there's already, a little conflicting information in the handbook itself about that. So the LHSA is aware of that, and they're they're looking at clearing that language up. Yeah, they they need to, and uh, because I'm yeah. getting reports of directors of coaching coaching most of their players, and they can get away with it, you know. And um, well, um, I, I refer back to my statement. You know, get with ads, make sure you're not in violation, and then. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know there are other schools, and we're, we won't mention them here, but there are several schools across our entire state that are always in the news for you know violations. We we don't want to see that in our sport of soccer. So uh, uh, we do as much as we can to inform our coaches, educate the coaches, 
and uh, and make get them in a position to make the best possible decisions. You know, that's that's all we can do as a coaches association. So even though it's unethical, it is still legal for a DOC to to walk around to all five or six teams that his kids are on or her kids are on and and uh, and do some. Well, if, if you're asking me to give the final answer, I, I really can't. I'm <laughs> okay, not trying to okay. skirt the issue. I, I teach mm-hmm. government and politics, so I I know that. Uh, <laughs> I sound like a political answer here. Okay, I, I okay. just have to be really careful not to 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 give uh, the appearance that you know what I say is the final word because uh, it, it's not. And, and but but I, I think given your 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 answer is pretty plausible about uh, the technical uh, aspect of the rule versus the the uh, the spirit of the rule. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, Doug, it's always exciting to talk to you, and uh, and it, now you've got my juices uh, bubbling for the season coming up. And oh yes, and, uh, we're we're very excited. You know, um, we we uh, you know as the coaches association, we're about to start our membership again. You know, here's the commercial, but okay, uh, please join because because you have you have a voice, and uh, you and I were speaking off uh, off the air earlier about. Uh, you know Fallon Buckner, and she she is a soccer person. Uh, we've not had a, a, a soccer person who, who played the game, and so she is very in tune with with asking soccer questions about how we can make this sport better. So we 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 have a pipeline, we and we we have we have a voice, and um, it, it's because the members have have organized and have given you know. Um, uh, my two vice presidents, Chad Vadreen and Sean Esker, uh, and myself, a lot of feedback throughout the years, and and that has really translated into a good working relationship uh, with for our sport. So, hope it continues. Yeah, we're really blessed to have all of you, all four of y'all on the top of the ladder, and I appreciate your service to the sport and you taking your time out today. And I hope we'll uh-huh. hear from you uh, so, sometime later in the season. Okay. No problem, and uh, I thank you for your 36 years, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, have youngster. A, have a great weekend, Alan. You too. God bless you. Take All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I want to invite all of you to take a closer look at De La Salle High School in New Orleans. De La Salle is a dynamic, inclusive community committed to academic excellence by evidence with our classrooms of the future. And of course, our commitment to athletics is second to none. Come take a look at DeLaSalleNOLA.com and schedule your spend a day today. That's DeLaSalleNOLA.com. Welcome back to Monday Night Football. And you just heard evidence of why we need this show. To be able to hear Doug Hamilton express his opinions and all this stuff is priceless and is accurate. Okay, there's a lot of rumors going around. You know, coach says one thing, another coach says another thing. And everybody thinks they're doing the right thing. But in reality, you know, uh, they might be twisting the rules a little bit. And the rules are so hard to understand. I I get that. Uh, So we need to have really the rule givers. Um, I want to apologize to Doug uh, because I put him on the spot on the director of coaching issue. Um, I hope to talk to the assistant executive director for the Louisiana High School Coaches Association, um, following Buckner next week. Okay, and uh, and maybe she'll have a direct answer to that. 
But I appreciate all Doug's answers for all the other questions. Okay. Um, uh, I hope that you use this show as a reference point because sometimes the written word shows leaves a lot of gray area uh, to to the to the issue. And one thing about Doug is that he's tirelessly been working uh, for the Louisiana soccer coaches uh, his entire career. I kind of poke fun at him. He he's been at it I think ten years less than I have been, but he's been he's done much more work than I've ever done. Okay, so. Uh, I really do uh, apologize to Doug for putting him on the spot, but I also want to thank him for him putting himself out there for us for this episode. Okay? Well, um, must have been what he had to say. I think I'd really like to give that to you. I would love to see a 32-team bracket to let schools in that are are on the cusp of being great, okay, Uh, so they can experience what the playoffs are all about. Two years ago, we were tenths of a point away from making the playoffs. Um, playing and possibly losing a first-round game two years ago would have really come in handy this season because my team had to go to the defending state champions this last year uh, on the road. And, of course, all you coaches here and players who've done that, you know what that entails, okay? That kind of experience you can't replicate at a practice. And I think if we would have made the playoffs and even lost two seasons ago, We'd have been in much better shape last year and maybe come out with a victory. Um, I I really expect this year, if we do make the playoffs, we're not going to have those butterflies and those distractions going into the first round that we had last year. That's the kind of thing that happens when you play a 32-team bracket. Uh, Yes, you're going to have teams that don't care, and we got plenty of examples of those, people who forfeit. But there might be one or two teams where they're they're just now getting to the point where they they're being competitive, and they need those experiences. I think a thirty-two team bracket, for the most part, can help. I think most of the teams with the buys want competition, and they're seeking competition out during that week so they can stay in rhythm. And uh, uh, I hope we get to the point where we have a thirty-two team bracket. That's just my take on it. Uh, we'd like to hear your take on it. Uh, remember, we're going to be talking to assistant. Assistant Executive Director of LHSAA, Fallon Buckner, hopefully next week. And we want to hear what you want her to say, okay? So uh, if you want to get in contact with us and give us your questions, here's three easy ways to do it. You can go to laprepsoccer.net and just uh, message A. DeRitter, A-D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R. You can go to our Facebook page. It's Monday Night Football. This football spelled F-U-T-B-O-L. Or you can message us and follow us on Twitter, and our handle, again, is M-N-F-U-T-B-O-L, okay? Also, once again, if you're interested in advertising, contact us. The rates are surprisingly affordable, and again, we reach reach the entire Louisiana soccer community directly, and uh, we have definite evidence of that. We've increased our listenership exponentially from transitioning from being on the radio to doing this podcast. Uh, I want to thank LA Prep Soccer community for advising me to go that direction. I was really against that because I wanted to reach the general soccer, not just soccer fan, but sports fan. I guess with Crescent City Sports, we are hitting a couple of those, but we're definitely serving the soccer community probably better than we ever have. Well, that's going to do it. I can't wait for next week's show already. Um, May God bless all of you and all of your families. Remember, carpe diem in Christ always. Take advantage of every day that you have. This is Coach Alan DeRitter signing off.